Welcome back, everyone, to this episode of Voice Activated, your Antline Audio podcast. I'm your host, James, and today I'm joined by Kevin from Loot League. Thanks so much for coming in to see us today, Kevin, and how are you doing today? Oh, not a problem joining you. Doing great. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, it's been a little hot here in Oregon, but I'll survive. <laughs> Is it really hot in Oregon? Yeah, I mean, for Oregonians. I mean, anything over 85, okay, that's, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, toasty. I'm, in, I'm in Ohio, so it's plenty warm here, plus we get the 100% humidity, so it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I won't complain then. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. So, Loot League, Kevin, can you talk to us a little about what Loot League is and why we got you in here today? Yeah, sure. Uh, Loot League is a service where people come over and pick esports match winners and earn points, and as you earn points, you climb up the leaderboard, and top finishers each week win prizes. Uh, so that's actually how we end up engaging with each other um, throughout past projects. We've worth, worked with uh, Complexity for some sponsorship deals. Uh, I was asking Kyle over Complexity, you know, hey, is there anyone you think would be interested in working with us on Loot League? And he recommended you guys. So, you know, we're going to be working with you guys to provide some sponsor, uh, some prizes to our top finishers. And here we are. That is awesome. So um, what are some of the tournaments you guys have done? What do you guys have planned? Yeah, so we actually get a data feed from a third party. Um, so pretty much we have eight games now, all the major games, you know, Counter-Strike, Dota, League of Legends, uh, Hearthstone, Overwatch, StarCraft II, Call of Duty. Um, so pretty much any major event and even most Tier 2 events we get data for. So, you know, TI7 is going on right now. We have all the games for that. Any of the CSGO majors, we have games for that. So anything that's uh, of any substance, we tend to have uh, the batches. And, you know, the one caveat is... With our site, with our site, it's kind of odds based. So yeah, you might pick the team that's the favorite, but you're gonna earn less points. So in order for our data provider to kind of give us matches, there has to be, you know, enough information out there to give us proper odds for the match. So if you get a really obscure team playing that no one's ever heard of, that may not be available on our site. But pretty much everything else is. Right. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. So how did you guys get this idea? Where did this all start? Uh, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but our, we've been in. With the Loop brand, we've been kind of in this space for a few years now, um, and we've always just we're esports advocates, esports enthusiasts. We kind of love the entire space, and there are a few other sites that kind of do this, but in our opinion, they don't do it well. And just in the office, we just thought, man, it'd be cool if we had a site that did this. And we said, let's let's build it. Um, so you know, it's a free site for everyone. We don't even actually make money on it right now. We just wanted to create a really cool uh, place for people to kind of pick matches, hang out, and just really get into esports as a whole. Uh, it's kind of one of our mission statements throughout this project and or others just to grow esports. So we just thought there was a gap in the market for this and figured we'd give it a shot. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's almost like a like you're getting that final four, that uh, March Madness bracket for, for every esports event excitement kind of thing going on. Yeah, exactly. And we've kind of messed with some of the algorithms, the way points work and how many picks you can make, minimum amount of picks, maximum. And we've tried to make it you know as fun and engaging as you can. So with the way the points work, um, you get it's kind of an average of your score. So, uh, you know, if you pick ten matches and you have a certain score, you're gonna and you want to climb up the leaderboard, you're gonna have to pick kind of a bigger underdog that gives you a higher return to move up the leaderboard. So you have to start taking risks. So just some of the game mechanics are super cool too because you can't just always pick your favorite team because you know if they're favorites, you're not gonna get that many points. You might have to pick a team that you're not as familiar with or a team you don't even like. So we've kind of created this system to help you. Even discover other games you may not maybe not into. Like I'm personally a Dota fan and some of a Counter Strike fan, um, but with like you know PGL event that just happened, I was heavily into the event because I had these picks on Loot League. So it's kind of cool just to see even our own team and myself getting into other games we weren't 
uh, really into primarily, and we're hoping that kind of works out the same way for our users. Yeah, it sounds like how I got into golf through fantasy sports. Like, there you go. Really good gateway. Yep. That's awesome. So we've all used these kind of sites, um, everything from you know the the gambling sites to the to the east to the um, sorry um, fantasy sports sites. What what kind of goes on in the background of these like data grabbing sites that that get, allow users to interact? Uh, like as far as the odds go. Yeah, so, like, what do you guys have to do on a daily basis? So we're actually engaged with a third-party service provider. Uh, they're called a, a bookmaker, and they have an entire staff dedicated towards finding out what events are happening and then setting the odds. Uh, the company we work with, I believe, has hundreds of employees to do this. They provide the same odds that some of the big gambling sites do, like, you know, Bet365 and guys like that. So that's their primary business, but we've been able to work out a deal with them where we get their feed just for use on Loot League. So it's a whole a whole big science and art that goes into figuring out the odds and making sure they move around as, as people make their picks and stuff. But thankfully, they do all the hard work, and they just give us the data we showed on the site. Wow, that's awesome. As you say, there's got to be a lot of math involved in all of that. Yeah, we've looked at, I mean, we've looked into, hey, should we make the odds ourselves and all that? It's incredibly difficult, challenging, so we uh, deferred to the professionals on that one. Probably a good call. There's a reason Vegas makes money. Yep. <laughs> so, as you said before, this isn't your first venture into the esports world. Can you kind of give us a history of where you've come from in esports and some of the other ventures that you've had a hand in? Yeah, sure. I mean, even to go back a uh, decade and a half ago, I first got my start in the space as a gamer myself when I was... Uh, you know, ages 16 to 20, I played some video games professionally. Back then, that would be StarCraft and Unreal Tournament and Quake 3. Um, so, you know, even back then, it was awesome being in high school, traveling around the country and even outside the country. And, you know, you went, a, you went a computer. It's like the greatest thing in the world. So I was kind of hooked on the scene and gaming back then. And then I moved on to another project for about a decade that was non-gamer related and got a little bit tired of that and decided, you know, I want to work on something that I really love, really enjoy, and it was natural. I really enjoyed it. It was natural just to come back to gaming, so I reached out to my business partner, uh, Ryan. He quit his corporate job. I quit my current gig, and we decided, let's get into gaming. Let's get into esports. Um, and so we launched Loot Market about or it was late 2016, so I don't know if you want to get into what that is or was. I mean, I'm familiar with Loot Market, but why don't you give the viewers a little idea what, what Loot Market was? Sure. And it's sad we say it was past tense because it was a great project that recently got shut down. Um, so Loot Market was a trading platform for items for Dota and Counter-Strike. So as a buyer, you could go on, deposit money, buy your item, get it traded out to your st uh, Steam account, use it in the game. And then as a seller, you can take your item, list on our site, sell it, and then you get paid actual money through you know, PayPal, Bitcoin, Skrill, any number of payment methods. So we basically act as, act as an escrow service to help facilitate safe trading. Um, you know, it's kind of an alternative to the Steam Marketplace. Steam Marketplace works great. Uh, when you sell items, you only get Steam money, and there's only so many games you can buy. Um, so there's a need for people to get money out of the Steam market or Steam ecosystem. And even today, without marketplaces, if none existed, people still trade privately. So you know, there's guys on Skype saying, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks PayPal for this item. And with that, it's just absolutely ripe with fraud. People are just getting screwed over left and right. So we decided to make a platform to help facilitate those trades, take a cut. Um, and that's what we did. We made that in uh, late 2015, and it ran for about two years up until, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, earlier this year. So I don't know if you want to get into what happened earlier this year, uh, but if you do, I I'd be interested to know what all went down there. 
Sure. We're actually still trying to figure ourselves what went down. Um, but as I mentioned, how the service works, so when a buyer lists an item on our site, we hold it in our own account, a Steam account in escrow. And then when a, or sorry, when a seller lists it, it goes in our Steam account. We hold it. The buyer buys it. We give it to them. Um, so we had to create quite a few Steam accounts to hold these items. And so in May of this year, uh, Steam Without Notice said all of your Steam accounts you're using are now disabled. Um, you're against our subscriber agreement. You're using our accounts for commercial use, which is prohibited. And so with the flick of a switch, essentially the site got completely shut down. You know, people that had items listed for sale on our site, the items are still on those Steam accounts. We have quite a few, rightfully so, upset customers. Um, and we tried to contact Steam many times to figure out you know, why do we get shut down? What can we do to reverse this? We want to take care of our customers. And we got a single reply saying we were in violation of the agreement and our accounts will not be enabled. And that's the last of it. So we've sent multiple letters, dozens of emails, and just have not heard back. So we're not really entirely sure what provoked us getting shut down. Um, there's kind of an asymmetrical enforcement of this policy as well. I don't want to name anyone, but there's some sites that got shut down along with us and other sites which are still running. So, you know, We'll be interested to see kind of how that plays out. If Steam's going to, or Valve rather, is going to go through and make sure no one's using their Steam accounts commercially or if there's exceptions. Uh, but yeah, it caught us by surprise and we're still, we still don't have answers, but we're just kind of, you know, is what it is, licking our wounds and moved on to the next project, which is uh, Loot League. Yeah, which is, I think, an awesome project, honestly. Um, the the trading platforms are cool. They were starting to become dime a dozen, so I think it's cool that you guys are out ahead of a new kind of trend, um, just like you were with the loot market. I mean, it seems like you guys are really in tune with the market and what's going on in the space. Um, so that's really exciting that you guys just jumped right into a new project. Yeah, it's kind of a cliche phrase, but, you know, a lot of uh, business advice is make something you'd use. And that's what we did. We, you know, we were traders and saw the fraud going on, so we made a marketplace uh, that ended up getting shut down, but now... You know, we are still love watching esports and saw this as a way to make us love it even more. We thought a lot of people would also enjoy the platform, so here we are. So it's super fun making things. I don't want to say it's easy making these sites because it's very difficult, but it comes fairly naturally for us when we're developing it for ourselves. So, you know, hopefully other people are as into it as we are. Yeah, I mean, based on just the user base from Loot Market, I, I would say that you guys have a, a few like-minded people that are interested. <laughs> We hope, um, yeah, because I mean, right now, even the mo everyone asks, you know, what's the catch? Do we have to pay money? How do you guys make money? And the reality is, right now, we don't make money. Uh, we don't actually have plans to make money. You know, if we get truly massive with hundreds of thousands or millions of active users, there's an opportunity for ad space. Uh, but really, it's just kind of a continuation of the Loop brand um, and just building a project we love for now. So, you know, I hope it gets super popular. I hope we can sell ad space and do well for ourselves. But as of now, it's a big fat zero on the revenue line for us. Right. So what are you guys doing to keep food on the table then? Uh, thankfully, we brought on some investors for Loot Market earlier this year, which obviously they're not real thrilled to uh, invest money so they get shut down. Um, but they really invest in the team more than the project itself. So we still have some money left from them to give us a little bit of runway to run this project and buy prizes. Um, and then we haven't really figured out our next step yet, but we're fully focused on Loot League now for now in the next few months. And uh, hopefully before the money runs out, we come up with a way to make money. But that's to be determined. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I think you guys have a really good thing going at Loot League. And if you just keep focused on it, you know, the, the money will come, right? That's the plan, yep. Yeah, we try not to. I mean, it's natural as a business. We, we chase money, right? Like even Loot Market people said, hey, you guys take a cut of fees. Well, yeah, we're a business for profit. We have to pay ourselves. We have to pay for our offices, things like that. So we're always 
trying to make money, but we found it's best to make a product people love and desire first, and then money will follow. So that's kind of the route we're taking with Loot League. That's awesome, man. So some questions that are kind of like off the Loot League uh, journey here, more about your personal path. Like, what did it feel like to quit your full-time job to just start something in esports and not really have, like, you know, a set concrete plan yet? Um, you'd have to ask my partner Ryan to get a great answer on that. He was a uh, worked for a corporation, had a salary, and he just quite literally took the leap of faith and went for it. My previous job was my own company, and I still have shares in that, so I still have income from that. So it wasn't quite as much as a leap of faith for me. Like if you know if esports didn't work out, I'd be okay, right. which I was you know thankful to be able to take that risk. Um, but at the same time, it, you know, even if nothing worked out or it doesn't work out or we do very we have a lot of success. We're just really enjoying the process, which to us is, you know, almost equally as important as the money behind it. I mean, not to act like an old wise man, but, you know, back in the day, I don't know, four years ago, I used to, you know, just chase the money and do what made money. But now, uh, you know, we're so much into esports and love our team that it's the process itself is as much fun as kind of the outcome. So, you know, we think that with having that passion towards the space that, you know, the money will follow. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's value in happiness sometimes that outweighs money. For sure, and that and I believe it tends to lead to it too, right? Like we're having a good time making this. We love our team. Therefore, we get along well. We make a good product, so hopefully, it should make money. Versus if you just chase money, you kind of can be starting to yell at people, and the chemistry is not there. So, you know, don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, we still want to do well financially as a company, but uh, it's certainly nice to work on something we really enjoy in the meantime. Right. No, I mean, I 100% get that. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of us wish that we could just do that, you know. So it, it's cool to hear someone that has, has had success at doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, another more personal journey question. So if you could go back four years to the day you started, knowing what you know now, what, what would you tell yourself? Like, what would you tell new people trying to get into esports right now? Um, I don't know if I would do anything different myself, but the latter part of the question is what would I tell someone getting into esports now? Um, I mean, a policy that we've always followed is to treat everyone very well, whether that be your first customer, your 500,000th customer, uh, a team you're sponsoring, or just a random guy on Skype that wants to talk to you. Treat everyone well because even though esports is getting big monetarily and there's a lot of attention on it, it's still a very small community. So. There's a handful of people that we're familiar with that just, you know, they'll, they'll make a quick buck and treat people poorly and run, and work gets around about that. So when they try to approach someone else, it doesn't work out. Uh, so we firmly believe just to treat everyone really, really well, and what goes around comes around. I'm not trying to preach the hippie karma stuff. It's more direct, right? Like I treat somebody – like I, I treat Kyle and Complexity very well. He treats me well. We have a great relationship. Even though Loot Marker got shut down, we're going to work together on Loot League, and he made the introduction to you guys. If you know we didn't treat Kyle well, he wouldn't have made this introduction. So, I think in, in any business, treating people well is very important and being honest and transparent. But in esports, especially since it's such a small, tight knit community, uh, it's even more important. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up Beef a couple of times. He's he's just such a great guy. I don't know how you could not treat him well. Like, That's true. I couldn't be mean to him even if I was a dick. So he he deserves. He kind of demands the best because he's a nice guy. It's impossible to be mean to him. It is. It really is. But I mean, in in the skin space and in anything like that, there's a lot of really shady people. So one, even one of our struggles for Loot Market was, you know, the number one question we got even two years into is, are you guys legit? 
because there's people out there that will make marketplace sites, say they're going to do what we did, and just take your money and run. Yep. Uh, so that's part of you know even the brand building with Loot League is to continue to build the brand and build trust amongst users, amongst others in the industry, because I think that is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that kind of transparency is something that will bring you guys a lot further than just that quick money grab. We hope so. And if it doesn't, I mean, at least I can sleep well at night and I'm a happy guy and I know I go to bed with integrity. So that's good, too. But, yeah, I also agree that that should translate into a successful business. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, yeah, I think I think you're correct. Esports has really digressed into this network of, of really close friends um, that, you know, these companies have now popped up from people that used to just play video games together and are now, you know, making millions of dollars in this space and are commanding respect in the space. So I think I think it's very um, you know the relationships are some of the most important parts of esports. So, Absolutely. And like I mean you guys have pretty good references coming from Complexity, so <laughs> we're pretty excited to work with you. Yeah, us as well. I have nothing but good things uh, good things to say about you guys. So it kind of goes both ways too. Like I've earned his trust, he's earned mine. So any recommendation he gives is just oh we'll definitely work with him if Kyle recommends him. So yeah, building those relationships like you said is super important. Yeah. So. Completely out of left field. Didn't tell you this question was coming because I never tell anyone. What's your game of the year so far? For playing, for watching, for like what, Let's what do both, aspect? Playing and watching. I'm deep in the Dota and I can't get out. So that's still <laughs> going to be my number one. I tried to pull away and it just grabs me back in. I, I love the game. I love. I don't want to say I love the community. The community's not great, but then again, <laughs> it's not any game. No offense. Really? Uh, but I still play a lot of Dota. I must play a few nights a week for sure. Um, and I tried to branch away. I, I, I love Battlefield 1, play some Overwatch casually, play some Rocket League casually, but at the end of the day, if I have a few hours, I have nothing to do, and my friends are playing Dota, I'm, I'm in on that. So that's my easy game of the year. Awesome. And is that also your favorite to watch? I would say so, um, mostly because our businesses are focused around it. So I actually can say, like, you know, I'm watching Dota, and it's part of doing work because I have to understand the performance of the teams, the players, and our sponsorships. So it's certainly... You know, it's about 99% enjoyment, 1% work, but at least I can throw that excuse around. Yeah, I, I love I love watching Dota. Uh, even, you know, the majors for Counter-Strike are a good time. Uh, I haven't got into much of the other sports. I've tried some League and some Here's the Storm and some Overwatch. Uh, and, of course, the Overwatch discussion, if that's going to work competitively, is a whole, whole different deal, which we'll see. Yeah, that's almost sad what's going on in there. Yeah, what, what, what part's sad to you, the franchise fees or... Yeah, I mean, well, it just seems like that there's kind of a uh, stranglehold on their own market. Like, they, they had this flourishing game that was blowing up. There was all these teams that were just throwing money at, you know, getting teams ready and getting ready for majors. And, and then they just put a stranglehold on everything, say we're going to, you know, charge franchise. It just feels a little greedy to me. I mean, no offense, Blizzard. It just It's just a little too riot, on my in my opinion. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, historically, Blizzard's done an exceptional job at everything they've touched. I don't expect Overwatch to be any different, but there's certainly indications of, yeah, is 20 million for a franchise spot reasonable? Like, you know, even Complexity is a pretty big organization. They just thought, there's no way we can't do this. And there's been a bunch of other TRN organizations that felt the same way. So, you know, if they turn away everyone, there will be no league. But, I'm, you know, hopefully there's enough takers to, to make something happen. Because even if I'm not a fan of their model, and they certainly know much more than I, so I'm not one to judge. But even if I'm not a fan of their model, I still want it to succeed because we just want to see esports grow. So hopefully they figure it out. Yeah, yeah, same. I mean, I'm not by any means. I don't like boycott Overwatch or anything like that. It's just, yeah. you know, for me, I felt like they alienated some of the well-known teams that they knew couldn't 
pay that and sure. well off. But, I mean, at the same time, on the flip side of it, it might bring in a whole new breadth of new investors and a new round of teams and a totally different sport and a new structure. So, I mean, like, I'm optimistic. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I would love to see this to be completely successful. And we've got a model that, you know, rivals the NBA in esports. So Right. But at the same time, it's, like, hard as a fan to sit back and watch, you know, some of my favorite teams like Complexity say, hey, we just can't afford to be part of this. Yeah, it's definitely a departure from what everyone's been used to, and yeah, we hate to see that as well. But anyway, I think Blizzard—they're smart dudes. I think they'll figure it out. But it's interesting to—it's interesting to watch the process along the way because there's definitely bumps and uh, speed bumps for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's a new game. It's a new style of game for them. So, and I think they've done very, very well so far at you know balancing and all all of that. So I, I've got—I'm very optimistic about where it all goes. So. I mean, all we can do sure. is sit back, watch, and hope, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the bigger the bigger concern for me, not to digress too much, is uh, to see what they'll do for the viewership of competitive. Like, I actually love playing Overwatch. I also try to play that a few times a week, and I really enjoy it. But every time I watch a tournament, it's fairly underwhelming, like an, an actual broadcast. I don't know if the game's too fast. I don't know if it's just because the commentators are new and they don't know how to call it. I'm not I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it just doesn't have that same draw to me as a Dota or Counter Strike. So. I'm sure with uh, you know with time they'll figure out what mechanisms people need to make it more enjoyable. But even even watching it has been underwhelming for me so far, which was surprising because I love the game. Yeah, same. It's uh, that's that's interesting point because I think it has a lot to do with camera views and like the spectator mode that they use for casting. Personally, yeah. I'd like to see just, more. You know, like Dota. I mean, there's there's more jumping around. There's more interaction with individuals, and then you you've really got. You know, you get to watch team fights from, you know, the top down. And, you know, people are really in tune with every single, you know, the callers are really in tune with every single ability that's going out and the effects of those. So I, I just don't I just don't know that if it's uh, matured enough in the caster realm and all that stuff to really make it as entertaining as something as Dota. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking about a game that's, I don't want to come out, a year ago versus Dota, or league that's been around for, for eight years or something. Like, they've had time to figure it all out, so it's super mature, it's as refined as it gets, Overwatch is brand new, so they'll figure it out also, I hope. See, I found that interesting, because I, I don't play Dota. I'm terrible at MOBAs. The, the closest I've gotten is I'm decent at Heroes of the Storm, which is a MOBA with training wheels at best. Yeah. And uh, Here's a tip, though. Everyone's bad at MOBAs. <laughs> Anyone that says differently <laughs> is just lying to you. That's, they're so difficult and so hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I love to watch it. Like, There's just something about like the gameplay. It's just so dynamic to watch. Um, yeah, it's cool. It blows my mind. Like, I, I may not know what's going on. Like, I didn't know what cheese was until two weeks ago. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, now I know. <laughs> so. Well, buddy, I want to give you a chance to kind of plug all your channels. Um, let us know where we can keep up with what's going on with your team, uh, Loot League. Um, so give us give us some insight of where we can keep uh, keep track of what's going on with you guys. Yeah, I mean, the main thing is just lootleague.com. Uh, it's free to log in, try it out, see if you like it. You, just, you pick your teams, you get points, you win prizes, no catches. Um, we actually just today launched custom leaderboards. So, you know, we actually created, like, for ourselves a loot leaderboard, a loot team leaderboard. So it's just us and our staff members competing. Um, so that that's a super cool feature people can play with. And then from there, you know, I don't want to push, like, follow us on Twitter. Like, you know, follow us on Twitter if you like what we do. Follow us on Twitter if you like our content. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that if you like what we post. You know, we, we also believe in we don't want to just shove our brand down your throat like there's only so much 
interests we can build on our own website. Like people have lives and they care about other things. So we try our best to post content people will consume and enjoy, whether it be about TI7 or whether it be about anything gaming related. And we pepper in an occasional Loot League promo. So yeah, check out the site, you know, check out our social. If you like what we post, follow it. If not, don't. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. Awesome, man. Um, so you travel to Seattle to go see some TI? I did not. I'm, um, I'm ashamed. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, we're so actually so busy with this site. We, we really wanted to go. We actually had Loot Market not been shut down. We would have brought the whole team there. That was our plan. But ever since that got shut down, we've had to kind of work overtime hours, work weekends to get this new project up because time was kind of ticking. We know, like we mentioned earlier, we're burning through money, not making it. So time is of the essence. So we made the sacrifice to uh, skip TI, but I'm sure it's awesome there. But, hey, watching from home, working with that in the background is also a pretty good time. Yeah, it's basically my life right now. It's TI in the background, work on the front ground. <laughs> yep, it's not good for work. I have to mute it a lot of the day, otherwise I get nothing done, but uh, I'm finding the balance. <laughs> well, Kevin, I want to thank you so much for stopping by and giving us some insight on what happened with Loot Market and what's going on with Loot League. And I just can't thank you enough for uh, coming in and giving us this chat real quick. Not a problem. Looking forward to working with you guys on uh, you know, Loot League for prize distribution all that, and hopefully many more things in the future. And that's all the time we have today for this episode of Voice Activated. Thank you again, Kevin, for stopping in and talking to us. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Make sure you guys stop by LootLeague.com and get your picks in for all those eSports games I know you're already watching. You don't want to miss out on your chance to win awesome prizes like mod mics and other great gear. That's all we have for this episode, guys. We'll catch you next time.